0: Make your way towards the door leading to the car park. Turn right and walk up the steps. On 24th May 1863, which was a Sunday, my uncle, Professor Lidenbrug, came rushing back towards his little house, number 19 Königstrasse, one of the oldest streets in the old quarter of Hamburg. He was a misser. On your right, beside the bonnet tree, Every year I look forward to eating fresh walnuts and every year the squirrels harvest them before me. You can never get away from the sound of cars, sometimes in the distance, sometimes really close. Keep on the track, straight ahead. Notice the teeth marks low down on a line of trees on your left. Opposite, a cluster of birch trees. I was told that the very young leaves of birch trees could be eaten. They are full of nutrients and have a nutty taste. In Italy, there is a tradition in picking fresh young leaves of all sorts of wild plants for salad. This work is the Heinz Grinkler of Snow Turlison, the famous Icelandic writer of the 12th century. Mm-hmm. It's a manuscript, a Ronic manuscript. M-T-I-F Arne Sagnusum o At this point, you might see one of the many, many rabbits living here. They run around, openly and silent. In 2011, hand-constructed billboards by Laurent Provost and Francesco Pedraglio sat in a car park as a warning to artists and visitors that... None is a department for passion. We're all here out of necessity. It's the procedure. You shut up and dig. Rabbits, like artists, shut up and dig. Ludata, I me, Ludata, I am me, or with you. I I
1: here, I here, me
0: and 32 letters seem to flutter around me. Damn face on your left. A dream house of many parts, built by 60 volunteers under the watchful eyes of Folke, Kobbeling and Martin Kaldwasser in 2008. Step on the grass and walk twice around the house. Take your time. Sneffels has several critters, and it was therefore necessary to indicate the one which leads to the center of the earth. Once, children had discovered a huge fish tank at the back that contained some of the most exotic species. The lean on empty greenhouse disappeared overnight. Grauben was an accomplished mineralogist, spot the wagtails. How often I had envied the lot of those insensible stones which he handled. With her charming fingers. Criterium. Terrestre. She had a volcanic imagination. Descend into the crater of Sneffels, Over which the shadow of Scatteris falls. Before the calends of July, bold traveller. And you will reach the centre of the earth. I've done this. Arne sacnusem. Oh, how hard is it to understand the hearts of girls and women. When they are not the most timid of creatures, they are the bravest. If we were to go only 25 miles down, we should have reached the limit of the Earth's cost for the temperature there is over 1300 degrees. Nothing is less certain than the existence of that internal heat. Weising has a large collection of apple trees. Unfortunately, many died. The one I used to wait for impatiently was a champagne apple, a small heart shaped golden apple with an effervescence effect. Martha and Grauben waved a final farewell, an open mind. Yes, Axel, to the center of the earth. An Eigel centigrade thermometer computer. Reading up to 150 degrees, a notebook, a chronometer, an open mind, made by the younger Borissanas of Genova, a recording device set to the meridian of Hamburg, a book or two. Two compasses might fit in a small backpack, one for inclination, a cat or a dog, the other for declination and sometimes a child or two, a night glass, accompanied the artist, two Romkov coils. Artist materials of various types, provisions, including alcohol, will be purchased in a supermarket nearby. The provisions contained enough meat extract and biscuits to last us for six months. Gin was the only liquid. I had a terrible nightmare that night in which I was in the depths of the volcano from which I was shot into interplanetary space in the shape of an eruptive rock. I dreamt I had created my own borough. It was in the shape of a room with windows looking out to the side. From there, I observed a charming weasel making rounds, a wren busying himself, and higher up a monjack deer fisting on the bark of a line of trees. On the verge, I watched the wild orchids grow. Now make your way back to the concrete pass and stop on the bridge. Stand still. Such was the succession of phenomena which created Iceland. All of them arose from the action of the internal fires and to suppose that the mass inside did not still exist in a permanent state of liquid incandescence, was folly. I raised my head, and saw above me the upper aperture of the cone, framing a greatly reduced but almost perfectly circular patch of sky. You learn to look at the vast expanse of sky. You focus on the shape of the clouds and the atmosphere. You might find yourself so close to nature or in nature that you produce work addressing the political and the social. You might possibly choose to return to nature. No one has done this to my knowledge as an outcome from visiting the site. I derived a certain pleasure from studying the countless little waterfalls running down the side of the cone. Amplified by each and every stone. I could hear the same sound this winter. As the water was dashing down the slope of Wisen Ditch. It runs from the top of the site down to the window room. Down, down into invisible channels. Stay on the bridge. Chronometer. Computer. 8.17am. Disc almost full. Barometer. Recording device. 29 inches, 7 lines. Not used yet. Thermometer, phone, 6 centigrade, switched off. Direction, east south east general state, restless and kept awake at night by silence. The lava, which was porous at certain points, had formed little round blisters, crystals of opaque quartz, studded with limpid tiers of glass and hanging from the ceiling like chandeliers, seemed to light up. As we passed. It was eight in the evening, and there was still no sign of water. By eight in the evening you might sit at the farmer's kitchen table. You might be lost on a rural lane somewhere between Haleywood and Wising. You might have defected altogether. The torrent, which for some time had been over our heads was now roaring and leaping along inside the left-hand wall. Now, leave the bridge, turn right, immediately follow the concrete path. past the yellow door of Imagination House by Edith Nathan and Helen Stratford on your right. Peep through the glass inside the house. A large blackboard might give you a clue on how families played the site. Back. On a concrete pass, walk as slowly as you can. The guide was calm and self-possessed. I would seem to be stretching away into infinity, and instead of sliding down the terrestrial radius, as he puts it, we were traveling along the hippotamus. I hardly gave thought now of sun, stars and moon, trees, houses and towns, living as fossils. We did not give a jot for these useless wonders. There is a point of total abandon. You might even consider living behind you, known ways of making art and trying new avenues. At this point, you might cling to a specific book. Or you might become obsessed with forming clay in a pottery studio. I still clung to the theory of central heat, even so I could not feel the effects of that heat follow the curved path. By 7 August, a successive descent had brought us to a depth of 75 miles. In other words, we had 75 miles of rock, ocean, continents and towns over our heads. By 7 August, the plums were ripe. My friend asked me if I could take us some as they make the most delicious jar. After the second curve, turn left, So the little opening in between two hedges. Stay exactly there and listen. I put my ear to the wall, and as soon as the name Axel reached me, I immediately replied, Axel, then waited. Forty seconds, said my uncle. There are a good many examples of this propagation of sounds that cannot be heard in an intervening space the Whispering Chapel at St Paul's in London, and especially in Lusquius' cave near Syracuse in Italy, of which the most remarkable in its respect is called the ear of Dionysus. Now, slowly walk forward. The sea, I cried. It was a real sea, with the capricious contour of earthly shores, but utterly deserted and horribly wild in appearance walk until you can feel a change in terrain for the soles of your feet you have entered wising woodland you are standing at the Solvay first at low tide Rupert Norfolk created an area of sand at low tide close your eyes and make contact through your feet with Solvay first. and imagine the sea slowly waving to your toes. Stop and imagine your ankles under sudden seawater. Stay there for a while. Open your eyes and walk straight in the direction of the green light. If my eyes could range far out over this sea, it was because of a very special kind of light. It was like an aurora borealis, a continuous cosmic phenomenon filling a cavern big enough to contain an ocean. It is a hothouse, but you might add that it may be a menagerie too. Bones. These are bones of antediluvian animals. As you reach the clearing in the wood, Turn your head to the right. In a distance, a woman, frozen in time, is carrying a jug on her head, her feet in first position. Walk towards the green opening, past Christine Fox's double spiral starting point, straight out of the wood. Where did the sea end? Where did it lead? Could we ever hope to reach its opposite shores? The tide is rising. You mean that the influence of the moon and sun can be felt down here. Who could ever imagine that inside the earth's crust there was a real ocean with ebbing and flowing tides, winds and storms? Pause once more in between the two tall birch trees. Take your breath in and release. Take the landscape in. you are standing on Wising's highest point. And how deep down are we? Structures, at times, erected for a day, a week, a month, and sometimes longer linger in my mind beehive skyscraper 2010 placed on site one autumn night by artist bedway williams in a gale a heroic action in many ways williams stacked white painted specially designed bee houses based on a hive design of william borough Carr. a design sadly falling out of fashion with beekeepers because of its complexity of its construction. A tall crane was at hand, one hive above the other, under the protective eye of the director, Donna. It might have been an attempt to house vertically wisings decreasing bee population, leaving more space for other species to flourish. It might have been a wink to city life in attempt to bring in closer human ways of social behavior to a cohabitant, the insects. The kind of solutions architects devised to house as many people as possible on the smallest area possible. The structure was believed to be the tallest beehive in the world. I liked the way it moved in the wind, taking flight, reaching the greater heights of the blue space, up, up, above our heads. And then disappeared altogether. You can still see a hole in the ground where it stood, made safe with a rope. Start walking again, the wood on your right Enter the wood at the first opportunity. Go and sit on the bench for a while. I had a prehistoric dream. I fancy. I could see floating on the water some huge shellites, sites, antediluvian tortoises, like floating islands. The whole of the fossil world came to life again in my imagination. My body was volatilized in its turn and mingled like an imponderable atom with these vast vapors tracing their flaming orbits through infinity. By now, you are sitting in front of Wising's Rune, the 1993 Tree Kip by Ben Wilson. When first built, it sat in a bare treeless landscape. Nearly 30 years later, it belongs to the young Mood. It was a house once played in by children. They would run around it and enter through its entrances varying in height, their small hands and bodies perfectly happy in its fairy tale structure. I myself went into it. On a sunny day, He could experience the effects of the sun piercing through the open wooden structure, just like the sun shining through a wood, creating strange and wonderful shadows. Look at the fish that escaped the water. The raft rose into the air and bounced forward. Hans' long hair, blown forward by the hurricane over his motionless features, gave him an old appearance, for the end of every hair was tipped with the little luminous plumes. This frightening mask reminded me of the face of antediluvian man, the contemporary of the Ixeisaurus and the Mekaterium. Now walk into the wood, leaving the tree-keep on your right. On your left, in between two trees, a narrator raised from the ground with his hollow face and three-fingered hands. A horse looking away to the field beyond. You might even glance at a throne leaning east, half sunk in the earth. Wimmer has it that there are plans to restore the keep. Where are we? Where are we we? we? we going? going? Will this ever end? end? A ball of fire appeared on board of the raft. The mast and a sail vanished together and I saw them rising to a prodigious height, looking like the pterodactyl, that fantastic bird of prehistoric times. Turn back, and make your way out of the wood. David Blandy generously gave Rising the replica plantation shack made for his 2009 crossroad installation for Spike Island. It was constructed as a means to project the film with the sound reverberating from within. The film, followed Robert Johnson, a blues man, with three gravestones, 29 recorded songs, and only two known photographs, who reputedly sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads. During the exhibition, it was not possible to see inside the shack. The curtains were closed with a light shining behind them. Viewers could sit on a back porch on a rocking chair to watch the film often sit on a front porch, watching and hearing, rising wilding. We have passed under England, under the Channel, under France, perhaps under the whole of Europe. On the high shelf, in a replica plantation shack, sits a small painted face with dark circled eyes and a clown-like shaped painted mouse, just like Blandy's painted face in a film. I like the white blossom of the black sunbushes bushes in a spring, creating a halo of light around the wooden shack. I could almost imagine that we were in a house in Konigstrasse, that I was coming down to breakfast and that I was going to marry poor Grauben that very day we were separated by barely a hundred miles. But there were a hundred vertical miles of solid granite, and in reality, we were more than 2,000 miles apart. Carry on walking down the slope of the field close to the hedge, on a right that separates the site from the cultivated land. Look into the wild edges and touch the long grasses on your left. Notice the pheasants chasing each other, and the blue tits chatting up in the trees. Spot the black and white winged chaffinch, delivering its song. Smile at the peacock butterflies. Rabbits are moving fast. Helen Kamak, part of the exhibition, They Call It Little Wild, that opened on the 2nd of March 2020, placed a huge billboard outside Wisin for drivers and passengers passing by, Asking, can you remember when you last did nothing? That same billboard haunted the countrysides as cars became more and more sparse during lockdown. Two blackbirds sat on the top daily. Women and artists across the gender spectrum have made works here which exist in memory, in a digital realm, and which have traveled out into the world. Women, givers of time and care, often create in fleeting moments of freedom. Nine poles growing to gigantic height as you walk closer make for Wising's folly, an unrealized project open to interpretations. The artist's proposition as a response to the sight had never been built. I remember huge sheets of metal rattling in the wind. Was there a plan for a sonic structure? I have never seen anyone trying to enter the space. After walking a mile, we reached the edge of the huge forest. For there, less than a quarter of a mile away, leaning against the trunk of an enormous chorus, stood a human being, a Proteus of those subterranean regions, a new son of Neptune, watching over the great herd of mastodons. At the bottom of the hill, please head for the opening to a large field and stop on a concrete bridge. On the other side of the rock, which had just blown up, there was an abyss. The explosion had caused a sort of earthquake in this much fissured rock. The abyss had opened up, and the sea, turning into a torrent, was pouring into it and carrying us with it. We had, by our own prudence, brought a whole sea along with us. Notice the white wall of the house on your right its rising Grange farmhouse. It was built in the early 17th century, reputedly from timbers of ships salvaged from the sinking of the Spanish Armada in 1588. Observe how each window sits at a different level from the other. From those windows wide open in 2015, Livy Hume Arts Scholars Summer School performed a feminist chorus for Wising Arts by Lucy Reynolds, a spoken word and sung chorus. Here, the voices were speaking to the landscape and audience from the farmhouse windows, a message from a series of windows. The score was composed of lyrics selected by the scholars from pop songs written by lyricists with gender presidency. challenges the male canon now one. spot the four tree trunks close together cut part. a meter off the ground in that same garden Alpha, if the vegetation is now hiding them A-M. please picture them in your mind in 2019 harold of in the same garden focus on the presence of black bodies in the British landscape, addressing our connections from stereotypes of the labouring or victimised bodies. Ophé offered a connection to the physical environment with glamour, grace and intentions. The performers moved at times in slow motion into exquisite poses and gestures perfectly composed in his man-made landscape. We watched the performer from behind looking at the landscape. They unravelled a new living painting at each pose. The landscape had never reached such beauty. We are standing in that same landscape in a gaze of the performers. We are going up. Leave the bridge and make your way round and up the hill. The farmhouse on your right, the foley on your left. We are still rising fast. Occasionally, the air cut our breath short, as it does with aeronauts when they go up too quickly. In the dismal rumblings, which sounded through the rock, I imagine I could hear the noise of the cities of the earth. Soon, lyric lights began to appear in a vertical gallery which was growing under on both right and left. I noticed deep corridors like huge tunnels from which thick clouds of vapour were pouring while crackling tongues of flame were licking their walls. Keep going round. Our raft rocked about on waves of lava in the midst of a rain of ashes. Contrary to all expectations, my uncle, the Icelander, and I We're lying halfway down a mountain, baked by the rays of a scorching sun. Stromboli, what an effect this unexpected name produced on my imagination. Make your way in between the orange building on your left and a small white building on your right. We were in the middle of the Mediterranean, in a heart of aeolian archipelago of mythological memory, in that ancient strong where Aeolus kept the winds and storms on a chain. We had exchanged the region of perpetual snow for that of infinite verdure and a grey fog of the icy north for the blue skies of Sicily. Turn left and cross the court in between your new building and the old stables. As you walk, on a gravel surface, imagine a shabby, low-pitched, large building on your right that was once a house for farm animals and later a set of windowless studios for resident artists imagine that you can't stay longer and you might well do just before you go you might want to say goodbye I enjoyed walking along you